Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. I'm your host, Tom Galker, and tonight we have something different tonight. We are playing uh, jazz music and talking about the samples. Rap artists are sampling the songs, and uh, we are going to go talk to Mike Nice. Uh, He is the hip-hop king at the studios of WEAA. He is the operations director, and he has 17 years in the business, and he has his own production company. I should basically ask him to talk about himself. He's right here. I, I could have said something, but I, I like the way you were going. And actually, it's more than 17 years now. I think that that um, blurb that you read. Uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was probably put up maybe uh, eight years ago. So <laughs> I can add some years onto that. But um, yeah, I do a couple of things, man. I love hip-hop music. I um, learned jazz when I started at WEA, but it's become um, something I know that we must uh, learn and study. As you move forward in the hip hop world, well, let's talk about uh, the hip hop chronicles. The mm-hmm. hip hop chronicles that you um, you've, you've produced that for a while. It's a, it's a twelve to two a.m. Monday through Fridays. When do you get to sleep? Um, between th- two two a.m. and five a.m. You just sleep in the car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the jazz obviously is a big deal here at Morgan State University, and I guess it's being piped through the uh, your office while you're sitting there editing out your hip hop. Uh, songs so it definitely filters in and and it's interesting how um, a lot of hip-hop artists are really into they're just music fans Mm -hmm. so when they're they're sampling artists they're they're looking at uh, jazz influences Uh, you know the big brother or their parents had crates of albums at their house and and they know that uh, that the the family also bought all the jazz albums too so uh, this is kind of easy to kind of go through and figure out why jazz and hip hop kind of have a blend together, and uh, when you sample, I guess it has to be something, something different and unique. You know, it's just not the same type of sample. I think it's like you know, with hip hop, it was about the break beats, the break dancing. A lot of the samples that you hear are like not the entire record, but well, they're samples. They're samples of the breaks of the hardest parts, the parts that fit the hip hop movement. So I think that's why, you know, once you have a, a individual in a household where they play whether disco or jazz, and they constantly hear the record over and over because, you know, back in the day, we didn't have, like, the plethora of music that we have now. So um, you bought a single and it was hot. Your parents took it home and they played it a 100 times and you heard it over and over and over again and you just wound up picking out that part that had the hardest beat, the part that you could say a freestyle rhyme over, and um, I'm assuming that's where that fusion first happened. And then you flip it over to the side... B, B, and then you listen to the rest of the song. Right. And be like, ooh, nobody's ever heard this. Watch this. <laughs> this yeah. is an instrumental version, of, or well, more of an instrumental version. So, I, you know, I don't know how samples work in, in the, the whole, you know, genre of, of rap, but I know that it's important that uh, it definitely, you know, gives a, a lot of um, meat to a song when you're able to get, get some samples that people recognize. But some of the stuff that we're going over tonight, some of the stuff people would never recognize. I mean, mm-hmm. just a casual rap listener, you're like, okay, well, I don't even know why they sampled that song. I don't even know that song. <laughs> so it's interesting on how people pick those songs um, that they choose to, to sample. Do you know offhand, like maybe like what's the cost or? I'm not certain on the cost, and I'm not really certain on when you have to begin to pay. But I know for a long time there was a myth that like um, it's 15 seconds you could use, and if you went over that, you had to pay per spin. You had to give the um actual artist whoever had that song copywritten, you have to give the money. But I'm not certain with all the new laws with net neutrality and all of that. So if anybody out there is thinking about sampling the record without paying for it. I would suggest that you research that very heavily before you do so. It seems to me that when it comes to just samples in general on the rap music, uh, artists who have money and and have deep pockets are able to pay for the samples. And and a Jay-Z album will have maybe two or three samples where um, A Tribe Called Quest used to have like seven to ten different samples Mm -hmm. back in the day. So Jay-Z can afford it where maybe a younger artist would never even be able to to take that um, sample and pay for it, to get the whole record paid for. And my question is, I mean, what are they they taking the sample and they're just kind of modifying it to a point where you don't even know it's a sample? Yeah, that's dope. 
Um, the funny thing is, we may not know, but the artists that did the original record, when they do hear it, they will come for their dividends. They will come for their check, yeah. um, as we saw happen with uh, Robin Thicke and them. So I, I think that Jay-Z somehow, somewhere along the lines, became, and this may change the game, me even saying this, he became a, a, a better businessman, where, and it became a brand and a household name. So if an artist that wasn't selling a record got a call from Jay or whoever published that record got a call from Jay-Z or Puff Daddy or whom ever say hey I want to work a deal I think they kind of benefited by having Jigga or Diddy sample that record so you know as he evolved, he learned to work his deals better. Yeah, I mean, he had a song called Otis, and now mm-hmm. people are like, Otis Redding. They 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 just turned on a whole new generation to, to an amazing artist, yeah. And his family was probably happy t- uh, yeah. <laughs> for the reinvention. Yeah, right. they're like, please talk about me on one of your rap songs. Please, please. <laughs> so tonight, is what the, the concept is, is that we have 10 artists that are jazz artists, and believe it or not, they've been sampled very heavily. Now, we know like James Brown, Prince, Michael Jackson probably have all been sampled to death. Uh, P-Funk, would be another one but we're going to go through the top 10 artists that have been sampled in jazz world we're going to listen to the song that they that they pick and then we're going to go in and there's like 10 second cuts we're going to test mike nice and see if he even knows these samples so oh yeah yeah and you'll be surprised i think on who that top 10 uh, artists are and the number 10 is, is donald bird now I know you're not a super jazz guy, so do mm-hmm. I put you on the spot? Do you know who Donald Byrd is? I know who Donald Byrd is. Yeah, okay, he's I mean, a legend, legendary he, Donald Byrd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if anyone ever wants to learn about Donald Byrd, you just get the greatest hits album, and you'd be shocked. Okay. You're like, oh my god, I know all these songs. Like mm-hmm. they they've been in the chasm of your life. They've been everywhere, and you just don't know. Oh, that's a Donald Byrd song. The song that we're listening to is called "Think Twice." It came out in 1975. We're going to listen to a little sample of it, and then we're going to turn around, and we're going to listen to the artist that uh, had used this song in their in their own rap song. Yeah, um, this is a great song, and I, I think there's a lot that they can get out of this. Mm-hmm. So, what about the samples? You... Yeah, just go click to the next one. Let's get, hear these samples and see if you can figure out what they are. All right, so that's the that's the tribe footprints. But I was gonna say I heard I heard that in there. I heard the main source looking at the front door. <laughs> and there's another baby, you know anything twice. Which one is that? That's I love this. Look at Really? They use that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking CC and the Electric right. Factory, but that's Lisa Lisa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. We just talk about practice. We sitting in here. I'm supposed to be the franchise Iverson. player. I know that's Alan, but who? Did somebody do a record with that? Yeah, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Okay. Not a game, not a game. Practice. We talking about practice. Not a game. Not a, not, not. I hit the party chart. Not familiar with that. Who's that? Encore. Encore. Okay. Yeah, they're just think twice is the name of the song too. So it's the name of the the uh, Donald Byrd song, and that is it. So you did pretty good. I mean, there we do five. Uh, samples you got four out of five. I mean, okay, I didn't pass you. That's good. You, okay, you, we getting you it. Your stuff. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's not the hundred percent, but you nah. know, no, nah, this is not easy. That's why we got Mike Nice in the house because he can figure it out. Okay, <laughs> try me. We want to do another one. We got number nine. Uh, believe it or not, it's Miles Davis. You think with the the career that he has that maybe they could sample tons of stuff because mm-hmm. he's there's no genre for him. He's all over the place and what he's done. That kind of blue period is something that they they sampled a lot. 
and uh, Bitches Brew is the that the album that people are just like really sampling up a storm. Mm-hmm. Witches Brew around here, but okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh the the song that that we wanted to to talk about is is the song Bitches Brew. Witches Brew around here, but okay. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I you know what? I I don't know how to correct you on this, but uh-huh. okay. But um, I, I don't know. I think everyone knows who Miles Davis is, so there's no yes. reason talking about him. So let's go into Miles the ahead. Yeah, let's go into the song that they're going to sample and let's see how you do. I think there's another part in there that people sampled before, though. I, no, it's not just that this part. It, there's a whole bunch of parts of, yeah. of this song. I, just from knowing that song, there's a part that I use from Black Moon. Uh, and there's another part. I forget what record that is. But all right, try me out. You want to go straight to the samples? Yeah, let's see how you do. Uh, right. Let's see if you go five for five. All right, five for five. Hey, this is going to be tough with this one. Right. Let's, 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 there's let's just so much to sample there. He sound way different. That's heavy. And that's definitely early mob beat. That's the me and my crew. Heavy D actually sounded lighter. Yeah, it, 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 it didn't sound so heavy. Who's this? Eerie like. House of Pain, maybe. You know what? You know what? You know what? People call me the drunk or the thick funk distributor. That's the House of Pain, definitely. That the roots? Yeah. There's a sample, another sample in that song. It's a, a Cannibal Adderley song, Mercy, Mercy, Mercy. They're sampling in there, along wow. with the sample of Bitches of Brew Together. While you're schooling me. <laughs> okay, what you got next? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, okay, I say that's a, that's a home run. You did good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm yeah. Give a big hand clap. All right. Yeah. Go. So, I mean, I guess if you're a fan of jazz, you can sit around and uh, say, hey, I'm going to give a, a shot and listen to some, some more rap so I can yeah. figure out my samples because they're definitely there. Um, this is a, a, a slam dunk for a lot of people. Everyone knows Nina Simone feeling good. It's probably her, one of her signature songs. And uh, I think you're going to find this one to be really easy to get the samples. But go ahead. Give Nina Simone feeling good a, a try. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Ooh, 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 ooh. And I'm feeling good. 
very familiar right there. Yeah. <laughs> Fish in the sea, you know how I feel. River running free, you know how I feel. Blossom on the tree, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new All right, so what you got for us on the rap side of things, man? I think you're going to slam this one. It's going to be really easy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, let's give it a shot. I have nothing but confidence that you can knock this out. Um, Let's see what (laughs) we can do. Last 50, G-Unit. I missed that first one. Was it Lil Wayne? Yeah, it's Lil Wayne intro. Okay. I mean, that's a total sample. Okay. Like, he stole that. That's yeah. not a sample. He's, that's, yeah. Let me have that. <laughs> Stick up. Flow Rider, Will I Am. How, how I Feel. All right, we got that. That's from uh, Kanye and Jay. Yep, that album. Watch the Thrones, the album. Get the song. I did the shanty one. Now Tomba on the beat. I got you like a blood cut, cut you like a. Who's that? I don't. I don't know that one. Who's that? Mary J. Blige with uh, uh, Will I Am, and there's some other people in there. Wow, I wasn't familiar with that one. That was good. That was good. A lot of people took that, huh? Oh, yeah. That's a biggie. Uh, yeah, big I mean, people. You got, you got Nina Simone who just put out some great stuff, mm-hmm. and then you have that phenomenal song, Feeling Good. Obvious, all you have to do is just speed up the track a little, and you're just going to steal it, and you can move right on to your right. song. <laughs> Jay had success on uh, Watch the Throne, and he went back at it for the 444. Mm-hmm. It's like that album is full of Nina Simone. But you know, it's a great opportunity for people to be exposed to something else. To, to the older yeah. artists, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, because this song rocks, and it's it's fantastic. But the next guy is George Benson, mm. which I wouldn't really believe he would be in the top 10 at all for some reason. I know Give Me the Night is a top 40 R&B song mm. that I think you could pull some stuff off. But the biggest one that he got sampled, I had to listen to it. It's really mellow. It's called Face It Boy, It's Over. Uh, Nancy Wilson does Face It Boy, It's Over. But this is just an instrumental version of that song. It's very mellow. So I'm trying to figure out like why a, a rapper rap would, would kind of like take this and say, I want to work with it. But they did, and it's one of his biggest samples. So let's listen to the song, see what you think. Yeah, here we go. And it's also dated. It's very 60s-ish. And uh, let's see the, the, the artist, see if you get it. All right. Melodic, real smooth. Mm-hmm. What does he say? You know, you're gonna have a what? You gotta face it. <laughs> gotta face it. All right, that was smooth. Let's check out some of the uh, the hip hop samples. You ready for me? I, I'm sure if I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm just shocked that this is something that people sample a lot. That this is using creativity. DJ Camcorder was our first one. That's uh, Pete Rock CL. I get physical, right? Yep. Yeah. 
That's how you get physical. That first one was wrong, too. Go, go. I, I, I'm wrong. I'm just, okay. What was the first one? That's hot. I don't even recognize that, but it's dope. Scratch sound like Jazzy Jeff, though. Yeah. I got love for the game. That's why rhyming always stay in the booth. Never lying to the people. This I can tell. I can tell a sample, but I can tell that scratch. Yeah, he's a he's a, a big scratcher. So that was um, camcorder. That, yeah, that was rough, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that was pretty tough. That was camcorder. The last one, the first one, must have been. Uh, I get physical. Well, the first one actually was a, was was George Benson. So that was another version of like that was just the, the sample that they used. That piece mm-hmm. right there. So I tricked you. Yeah, you tricked me. <laughs> then okay. then it went into uh, I I think it was uh, I get physical. No, love comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Then it was uh, I get physical for the love of the game, and then boss guitar. Do, do you right, even, I'm gonna stop guessing. I'm just ready to rock. Let me let's see what you got for me next. Well, huh? now it's all downhill. But that's okay. what I'm saying is like, like that's really creative. That's a really mellow song. I can see you could hear the samples, mm-hmm. so you could see what they were doing with it. It's a good uh, mel. Like they were just taking that melody and just kind of doing yeah. Let's listen to this one one more time. That's that's pretty dope. Okay. Yeah. I like. Yeah. Now now you listen to it, you're like, okay, they did good. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're kind of we're at number six. And um this guy is one of my favorites and I could see why they'd sample him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta almost start it. It's a Lou Donaldson. Lou Donaldson, if anyone does not know him, he he's funky, he's R and B royalty. Mm-hmm. You're digging it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is so easy. Um, now the the Ode to Billy Joe is an old movie. It was a top forty hit. Uh, they turned around and and he did a, a a jazz version of it, and this is sampled so so much. Uh, this is going to be so easy for you to to figure this out. Just a yeah, I get it. But who the <laughs> hell is Billy Joe? Uh, Ode to Billy Joe. It's that movie. He fell he fell off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Uh, it's an actual movie that came out early 70s. Yeah, there's a, a country song. Jeannie C. Riley or something was the person who actually made the song. It was a number one top 40 hit. Got no clue, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's However, this version is so much better, so much funkier. And it's not just this song that's good about him. All his songs are good. Any album of, of Lou Donaldson rocks. And I'm sure that's why he's up here being sampled. Let's do it. You got it. Let's get Oh, yeah. A lot of people have used this right here. Yeah. Now, have you ever heard this song before? No. Really? I have not. Okay. There's so many different people that have used this. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine where you're about to start with it. Well, it's it's the drums. I mean, it's... The the, yeah, it's like the funky drummer. It's so distinct. And who knew that it came from 
Ode to Billy Joe by Lou Donaldson. This has been that sampled. came on the early seventies. Yeah, I didn't this know. this has been sampled up the yin yang. Are we allowed to say that? You could well you. <laughs> Chose the uh, <laughs> witch's brew to figure it out, so <laughs> I but, guess so. <laughs> yeah. However, I mean, it's it's pretty phenomenal. So um, a gold star on this one is so easy, but it's really great for listeners or casual listeners. They'll mm-hmm. be able to pick this out in a heartbeat. Let's let's go listen to Lou Donaldson's "Ode to Billy Joe." The samples. Yeah. That's easy. Big hugs. They slowed down that drum. Who's that? Um, Ali Shahid. Is that um, Tribe? Who's that one that we just played? This is Tribe. Yep. Who's the other one? Is that who's that? Who's number two? Hey, yeah, that's Mary and Diddy. It's another one. Lauren, everyone knows Lauren. Zion, right? Yeah. The first one must be Love, Sex, and Dreams. Okay. All right. Yeah. There we go. But, I mean, that was like a, that's a hands-down slam. What a great sample. If you're out there, you I want that drum sound. That's That sounds awesome. <laughs> that, 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 that wasn't a Casio. No, no, that's fantastic. That, that That is a good reason why you would want to listen to jazz for some really good uh, samples like that. That's pretty awesome. So we're at the halfway point. My name's Tom Galker. I am from... Something came from Baltimore. So something came from Baltimore is just uh, a lot of local artists, national artists. We're on YouTube. We are on iTunes, and we are on Hartford Community College, 7 p.m. on Sunday nights. We are just kind of all over the place. I know that's a kind of a jazz radio station. And I told him, I said, we're gonna we're gonna go all over. We'll play some jazz, but we we definitely have uh, different types of artists um, that we're we're featuring. And um, we are on the Mike Nice show, and he is the superstar here, getting all the samples. Yeah, I'm just taking it all in, bro. <laughs> taking it all in, bro. So, Mike Nice, you can check the Hip Hop Chronicles Monday through Friday on uh, WEAA 88.9. Yeah, we got the best. So right now, that um, we're gonna do five. These are the big ones. So. Uh, Grover Washington Jr. is uh, a, a man who um, is a jazz icon. Uh, he uh, uh, passed way too early. His material is Definitely. his his material is just really uh, great. And in a weird way, he created the whole smooth jazz like genre because his music fit in like all these formats that they're like, oh, well, we'll just throw a Grover, uh, Grover Washington song in there. So uh, it's really easy to see why he would um, be someone that w- people would want to sample. And just like uh, number 10, uh, Donald Byrd, Grover Washington is someone who's just in the background of your life. You know these songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest one that was Just the Two of Us with Bill Withers, which is actually one of his biggest sampled songs of Grover all time. Grover Washington yeah. has something to do with that? Yeah, that's his song. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a Bill Withers song. Yeah, well, he just sang the vocals on on the uh, Grover Washington song. Wow. Yeah. Dope. Yeah, so, I mean, that's right there is sampled all over the place. But there's another song called Hydra, which is from 1975. There's a drum uh, break in there that gets sampled all the time. A lot of big-name artists uh, uh, gravitated to this sample. So we want to listen to a little of Hydra, which I don't know if everyone knows, and then we'll go right into some of the samples. Like that, that's funky, man. Yeah.
like that. I like that. That's one of my favorite joints by Black Moon, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're ahead of the game, but that's one of the samples. I don't know how you figured that out. What? <laughs> Everybody knows this. <laughs> I'm taking you back. Come follow me. That's the Black Moon, right? Yep. They use this sampling here? Yeah. Do you know who they are? <laughs> Tribe Core Quest, definitely. Yeah, I know, I didn't mean to hurt you like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that's the piece from like Biz Marquee, they, they, well, whoever he stole it from. Where'd they use that tribe at? Back in the days on the Boulevard of London. We used to kick routines and the presence was fit. Okay, I can kind of hear it in there. For Almighty God. Guilty before his son. Guilty before the whole human race. It's the Lord who expels you. He who is coming to judge both the living and the dead. So this is your Cypress. You Cypress fan? I used to be. Uh, maybe three or four songs, maybe. I used to think Cypress Hill was from Brooklyn. They're from LA, right? They're from Cali. Yeah. One for the trouble, eight for the road. Seven to get ready when I'm letting off from my loud fuck. It's out to be real. Coming straight from the underground. Oh, EPMD. But I didn't know that they used this. I don't remember that. That's dope. You can hear the bass line right there. That was that old school um, trunk banging music. The Grover Washington is in this as well. I can hear the bass line right now. The bum, 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 bum. That's that. Bum, bum. You know this one? Um, no. Who's this? It, it's uh, Timberland, Missy Elliott, and Virginia Williams. Uh, well, that one is actually Notorious B.I.G. Oh, no more chance. Oh, I, <laughs> 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 I thought I was being all smart. <laughs> This will be um, Virginia Williams. Uh, I want that one, another one back. <laughs> That's a shame spiral right there. <laughs> it's jazz. Yeah. Jazz but for that ass. That was pretty cool, though. Like, you were able to wing that and play Hydra, and you were able to, to really get some samples out of that pretty fast. Yeah, that, that, was, a, that, that was a classic um, sample. Yeah, you didn't realize that like, Grover was behind all that. Yeah, when you hear the name, you don't think it, but then when you hear the song, you say, wow. Nah, the next one's going to be super easy, I promise it. Uh, it is uh, Roy Ayers doing Everyone Loves the Sunshine. This was classic, even as a um, jazz drink. Yeah. My life, my life. I love it. You never get older. Especially during the, sun, the summer. This is a, one, a theme song. Yes. Young and old, too. Young yeah. and old. Hold up. Let's, 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 let's let this rock a little. My life, my life, my life, my life in the sunshine. Everybody loves the sunshine. Sunshine. I love it, man. Good stuff. Folks get down in the sunshine. I want to do, be the guy that did the piano break when that. Dun, 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 dun. Sunshine. That's dope. <laughs> it's like Veronica playing in the Archies, just with that tambourine. I just sit there with that piano going. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. And it's like when people stole this, they kind of stole that. They stole it. Like, like Mary went in on it. Now yeah. that I think about it. Why would you not steal it? It's so good. You know, it really, I mean, you can wrap a whole song around it. 
<laughs> I think this is Mary J's theme song, right? Yeah. So, yeah. My yeah. life, my life, my life. I don't know who that is. Who's that? Rap Bush Zombies? Yeah, that's brand newbies, but that was um Mary again, my life twice. Tried to fool me. <laughs> Big shout out to brand newbies. Wake up, wake up. I know that, but I don't know that. What's that? Fuck dubious. Wow, fuck dubious from back in the day. <laughs> it was a West Coast cat as well. Yeah, Abby Tony Yayo, Fake Love. Yeah, yeah, great song. Great song. It's all right. It's all right. Well, I mean, if, if what's good if, about it is the sample out of it. I mean, you take yeah, they turned the track up for real. Yeah. So, I mean, there's an example of Roy Ayers. Is a. It's not just everybody loves the sunshine. It's other songs of his too that that they really went after. He is really good. I recommend anyone to pick up his catalog and just start spinning it around. Number three is someone that you would just assume would be up there, Mr. Mm-hmm. Rocket. Oh, uh, yeah. I believe that he's like one of the first uh, people, producers, DJs, to put the scratch on record. How about that? I think so, too. Yeah. And he also took uh, what Kraftwerk was doing and got very le- electronic early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it, you know, he he definitely stole a lot of influences just out of that. Yeah, yeah. Of, from from from. I guess they were, track work was from where Europe or something. Uh, Germany, Germany. Yeah. yeah. So he flipped it and, and made, made it his own. And that's what you're supposed to do with with music. Yeah, it's a melting pot. So in this case, uh, it's a very unique song that uh, Watermelon Man is their second. Rockets number one gets sampled all the time. Definitely. Watermelon Man t- is from 1973. That's from the Headhunters album. And that was sampled. It's a it, it song goes out. It's a it's a long drag. There's a lot of material there, but I think I, I queued it up that you could hear exactly what the sample is that, that people paid the money for. So let's take a listen to uh, Watermelon Man and then uh, some of the samples that we have. Love that. He had his way with this track too, you know? With Super Cat. Shout out to Herbie Hancock. I remember when he was on um, the, the Cosby Show and introduced sampling to the world. I was so mad. You think you know, he do you ruined it? That? Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he Well, it was something that we were doing in hip-hop. And, you know, of course, Herbie Hancock is uh, the the god. Yeah. So he took uh, Vanessa's voice and he sampled it. I think she had, her boyfriend was Robert. 
He's like, I love you, Robert, 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 love you, Robert, Robert, Robert. And the world went crazy after that. Yeah. Herbie Hancock is just, you know, he has played on uh, like the Miles, the famous Miles Davis albums. He, uh, his own recordings have been great. And uh, uh, he's, he just won a Grammy, I think, for just doing Joni Mitchell songs about, for the best album of the year. Recently? About 10 years ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I remember when he, there was a time when he was on stage all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's now, uh, I I would say he's, he's number one in my book, my book and Quincy's two. Um, as wow, the, that's, as, that's big. Right yeah, there. as as the most creative when it comes to jazz and, and what they've done in, in in their their career. Well, wow. who's the guy out of Detroit? Um, record producer, not so much jazz musician. Record producer from Detroit, who's jazz? Not, not not so much jazz, but record producer. Period. In that on that Quincy Jones level. I'll think about it. Uh-huh. We'll get to the samples. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like everyone's like had to cleanse their palate now. Yeah. We were just chit chatting about something else. But okay, <laughs> so it was headhunters. Everyone remember. Let's get into the Head samples. Yo. I did not know L used that. Wow. That. Pretty cool, isn't it? That's dope. I don't know who that is. Who is Madonna? Madonna, wow. She stole it. <laughs> she she inverted the sounds though. They were they were there, but they played in different order. That's dope. That's not hip hop, but who is that? Massive attack. Baby girl. Okay. They all sound like that, but none of them. I don't know what this one is either. Definitely something from the islands. That was Spanish, I just heard too. I know this one. This is Super Cat, yeah. Dolly My Baby, with Biggie Smalls, Introduction to the World, and Puff Daddy. Yo, knock, knock, who was that? Puff Daddy, ah! All right, where we at right now? Who's this? We on to the next thing? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we, we just went there. Uh, Quincy Jones, uh, one of the best of the best. Uh, he did all the Michael Jackson songs, the ones that are important, that the albums that are the best. <laughs> and then when Michael, when he went away, Michael wasn't as good. Um, he he is definitely. If you got a, a Quincy behind you, you're in great shape. If you hear an album of his, you're, uh, you, there's no reason why he wouldn't be the second biggest sampled artist. This is Evening in Paris. This is very melodic. This is very uh, very chill. Uh, and um, it's interesting what people do with this when, mm-hmm. on their sample. It's totally different from um, uh, Rocket, uh, Herbie Hancock. Because this is like smooth to sit back with a cigar, maybe a glass of wine. Yeah. Whereas that Herbie track we just listened to with all the noise, he was definitely doing some... Some, some serious bass going on, some Some, some psychedelic drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely smooth. Any breakdowns coming up? Um, what, what's good about him is that all his tracks are clean. The uh-huh. production is always clean. Very on point. Are we hitting the samples? Oh, we can. Yeah. They're very composed. Not not just a bunch of stuff put together. Let's check this out. Now, I think this is this is Quincy. This is a quick sample of the song. This is the part where they they stole it, so, okay. so people can listen to that. 
God like that's my therapist. I'm African American in America. Don't know the song, but is that Drake? Who's that? Don, 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 like I do this for the crypt. The D the flame kids who get sick with lead. Always get hit with a laugh. Big Sean. Yeah. That's Big Sean. Alright, so this is um Erica Badu. Yeah. Like the way I talked over the curses, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I edited them out. This is uh, that right there is uh, a sample of uh, Loving Spoonfills. I don't know that one. Sound like Black Thought from the Roots. Yeah, Bones. Early. Okay. That other one that was an intro to uh, Outcast. Uh, it's called "You May Die." Um, it's just an intro to the the whole album. Nice. What we got next? All right. So we're the at the the big dog, the number one. Uh, I don't know if it, you would think about it. We were talking about it. You weren't too surprised when I told you ahead of time who it was, which was Bob James. Mm-hmm. You know, if J- Bob James walked into the room right now, we would not even know who he was. But he is a multimillionaire. Just you know by- what? I don't know what Bob James is. he dark skinned? Would- no, that's not Bob James. He's, he's an old white guy right now. <laughs> he's, yeah. He, yeah. He actually is king of hip hop samples. Bob and, James. Yeah. And the, and uh, if you think about it, if you remember um, Taxi, the theme song, he did that. He's in Foreplay, which has been uh, popular since 1989. Wow. Uh, and they, that's that's a group of superstar uh, uh, jazz guys too. And, but it's really his solo stuff from the seventies that um, was really really um, funky and really really geared to the R and B crowd. That's what's being sampled. The song that that we have is Nautilus, and I do when we do the sample, um, I do play the 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 like a what the piece that they're sampling. It slam dunk that people are like, oh yeah, like I can't believe that's Bob James. Like I hear this in a lot of rap songs. You know, you have no idea. So he is by far. If it wasn't for his rap samples, Mm -hmm. he would not be a multimillionaire the way he is. Wow. We made him rich. Yep. Rich. (laughs) Hey, but he's got so many great ones. Turn this up a little bit. song and it's like it's it's a really nice piece it's it's a dope piece and as i was listening to it there's a couple of people that use that different parts of that record yeah yeah this is like one of the biggest sampled like rap um sample of all time really Uh, yeah there's so much in there and what's good about that it's it's um the intro is like just you can hear it right away mm-hmm. but, dun, there, dun, 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 dun. But, but there's so much uh in there in that song but a lot of his uh recordings are fantastic it's unfortunate like i would go on record and say that foreplay the super group just really a snooze fest just terrible 
mm. for a super group. It just feels like they're cashing in on on money. But I would avoid all that. But his his earlier work, fantastic. Dope. Mm. Um, let's check the samples. How about that? Why don't you go ahead and lay some treats on them? That's a rap record. It starts like that. Wow, Run DMC. They had a field day with Bob James, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't have to be to the rhymes, Run DMC. Get that one. We all get paid, so let's go. Wow. Try to quest, clap your hands. That was in another one of the samples that we um, had on Lou Donaldson as well. Like that y'all, that y'all, that y'all, that the live at the barbecue. Nas' nice introduction to the world right here. The Shakespeare of 16 dipping my ink pen, made a sculpture. That sounded like Nas's, but that was actually somebody else. Was that Danny Brown? Yeah, it is. Wow. I was thinking this one. This is live at the barbecue. That is it. Dope. Dope. <laughs> Pretty cool, isn't it? That's, that, yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, but one of my favorite Bob James samples of all times, I'm going to do YouTube. Hope it doesn't come up with a commercial, but it goes like this. Yeah. Yeah, straight from Hollis, Queens. Ah, Run DMC. And I actually got a chance to... Um, Beastie Boys, too. Beastie Boys use it as well. I actually got a chance to sit down with Jam Master J one day. I was a kid, and I was at um, Irv Gotti's house, and he came in. And he said, you know how we made that record? You know how we made that record? We took the Bob, we took Bob James, Mardi Gras, and we put it to, uh, what was it, James Brown's Feeling James, and he did it. And him playing those two records together just created the whole record for, um, uh, what is it, Peter Piper. Yeah, yeah. Then he stopped, and he went to another part in the record, and he said, you know what? And then Eric B, he stole our beat. He stole our idea. Him and Marley Moore. And he played uh, he played this um, Bob James with another part of Phil and James' record. And it made the record for You Know I Got Soul. Um, I don't know if you remember that record by Eric B and Rock Camp. Let's talk about that. <laughs> and it, made, it, it created a new world for me. But I had to throw it out there. Bob James is a legend. Yeah. And it's number one on your charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's obvious. I don't have a, um, examples of uh, sitting with uh, rap royalty at, at their house or anything, but oh uh, yeah, uh, thank, thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that, that's why I got you because you know you you know this and you can appreciate exactly what these guys are doing. It's it's. Uh, I know that I, I saw a, a documentary of um, uh, De La Soul where they they just took the samples and just like like strategic movements they just were able to 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 slice out the Pieces. the, the piece that they wanted off that mm-hmm. as opposed to the earlier guys they're going right off the vinyl mm-hmm. and i and i find that that's more of a talent to that, do off the, like oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like on the fly to do all that stuff and you know i love uh, um uh, de la soul and uh, i think they're fantastic and i love what they're doing but it's it's more surgical now than it ever was and um, I got a rap royalty uh, story about De La Soul, but I'll leave that for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, we're so we're winding down on this one. I, did you have fun with uh, the rap sample game? Yeah, well, it was inspiring. Yes, I yeah. had fun. It was inspiring. I think my next uh, showpiece, my next segment, of what I do next will be. I'm gonna find these mixes and I'm gonna do a mix. I'm gonna do a sample mix. Yeah, probably next hour for it, the people. Uh, that'd be great. So. Uh, th- th- I'm glad that you uh, invited me in and was able to to um, uh, share some samples and talk about jazz. Uh, my name's Tom Galker, and I am from Something Came From Baltimore. I am available on YouTube and iTunes, and uh, I am on Hartford Community College on Sundays, 7 p.m. Uh, but really, uh, I'm dropping stuff all over the place with YouTube and iTunes. Uh, you know, the show only goes on you know for an hour, and, and there's a lot more. Uh, material uh, that that I uh, release, so uh, definitely go on iTunes and definitely go on YouTube. Subscribe. It's not just jazz; it's all over the place. Uh, it's a lot of Baltimore.
Uh, Baltimore, as you know, because you're dealing with it, just has so much talent. Absolutely. And, and um, it's fun to uh, tap into um, what we have to offer and to showcase it to the world and uh, also mix in some um, some national artists who, who appreciate Baltimore, who are willing to do the interviews. And then we have some inter- like real, real cool things of, uh, uh, you know, interest pieces. Baltimore, I did one called Leaving Baltimore, where uh, I interviewed uh, 14 people who decided to leave for whatever reason and uh, just mixed it together. Um, very interesting. It just shows you kind of the sign of the times. How did uh, that turn out? Um, it's good. It's really uh, interesting and depressing at the same time. But, you know, sometimes people make those decisions and they have to stick with it. Um, you know, if it's career or uh, crime or um, they just feel that they would be happier in another place. Um, moving is a big decision. I, and I, what was one of the questions like, you know, was it a big decision for you? And everyone just really said, yeah, I struggled with this. Uh, people who were born and raised in Baltimore, uh, picking up and leaving, uh, it, it broke their heart. So it's really interesting. It was really, a, yeah, it was a good piece. Yeah. The, the people who've been there, they went to college, stuck around for a couple of years and left. They're like, okay, well, this is just a, a, a path of my life as opposed to people who've, who've born and raised. I had one person saying they, they tape themselves to uh, hear themselves and try to erase their Baltimore accent. So, what? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I know some people, I know, I, I guess both sides, people that have um, left the city to go on to college and other places and wind up coming back and using that experience to, you know, put them ahead of the other Baltimoreans that give them that step up. And then I know people that have left the city and gone on to places like LA and New York to do extremely well mm-hmm. for themselves. So uh, again, like I said, I know people on both sides of the um, equation. And then also I like to throw this out there. When you speak to, well, in this community, I'm not certain about and I'm sure in the jazz community as well, because Baltimore had a huge reputation in the jazz world. But in the hip hop community, Baltimore, if you come to Balt, if you come from Baltimore, um, which I'm not, I've lived here a long time, but I'm not originally from Baltimore. But if you represent Baltimore, they, in a good, bad way, mm-hmm. in a, what do you call it, a oxymoronic way, mm-hmm. they give you super major props, mm-hmm. but then they try to say, yo, the why is that how people really, no. But they love you because you're from Baltimore, but then it's because of that bad um, that bad stigma that goes with the corner and the why in those movies, but they love us. You know, uh, the reason I say, why. See, I say us, I'm like, yeah, us. Yeah, we're us. You know, um, the reason I changed it, something came from Baltimore, is that people, uh, I read a, an article that the word Baltimore I mean, drums up a lot of interest to people. They're curious as to what goes on there or, you know, how do people live? And it's a good good connotation. Even if it, they have a bad thought of Baltimore, mm-hmm. they're intrigued as to what goes on in, in, in the, the smelling pot. Yeah, they want to know. And that's kind of why I changed that title. And that's why I'm I'm doing what I'm doing. But one thing about Baltimore is I'm a transplant, but I was born and raised just about you know uh, 20 miles away. So it wasn't like I was where, for, where were you but, transplant well, from? It's a little further away. It's Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. So okay. so I'm, I, I run through Westminster. I did my internship here mm-hmm. at Channel 13 way back in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of drifted away. I've always had a, a thing for Baltimore because it's the most pleasant place. You know, turn around in the grocery store and talk to anyone in line. You just can't get that. I lived in Philly for 14 years. I could have went back. And, you haven't been further enough down south. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I like the East Coast. I like the little attitude, but I also like the friendliness. So I think Baltimore has both, and I, I like it. Um, food's good. Things are things are cheap. You can talk to anyone. But it's also access. I worked for a, a radio station in, in Philly called Live at the World Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, on their, their payroll as a part-timer for seven years. Never had access to what I'm uh, doing right now. Never was able to sit and and talk to anyone on on a microphone. Um, worked at QVC, and it was just really difficult to uh, the QVC, the QVC it's in, in Pennsylvania, it's in West, Philly? Westchester. Yeah, it's in the outskirts of, of of PA. So I was there for five years. Also, uh, it's just really different. So when you want to do something in Baltimore, there's no reason why you can't do it. Um, I started to volunteer here, got my face in here, and now I'm sitting in front of a microphone. It, it's uh, you know some some theater work just because I say I'm, I want to do it. It's just like it just seems like that the it's endless when you have when you're in Philly and you have uh, 
1.5 million people in your city and then you have about 10 million in your surrounding areas, mm-hmm. you know, combined with Philly in general. It's really hard to get your foot in the door and to um, be noticed. And in Baltimore, like if you have the drive and the will to do something, uh, you can probably do it. Uh, you can probably get that access. You can probably get the attention that you need. And uh, um, it's really good. It's, I think it's really good for the ego. <laughs> Mike, nice. All right. Thanks for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Yeah, thank you.